0: Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Aisling. And I'm Gracie. And this is a podcast where the two of us, we look at a movie, we put it to both feminist and inclusive tests, and then we ask the most important question of them all, is the movie good? Yes.
1: And we are continuing our fantasy book to film adaptions month. Last week, we did *El Enchanted. This week, we're doing a good movie. So you get a break from the shit. Mm-hmm. And we're doing Stardust. Yeah. Um, this movie came out in 2007. It was directed by Matthew Vaughn. Um, Matthew Vaughn has also directed things like Kick-Ass and Kingsman. Yeah. Also directed X-Men's First Class. It was written by Jane Goldman and Matthew Vaughn. Jane Goldman is known for writing other movies such as Kick-Ass and Kingsman. Kingsman's Secret <laughs> Service. So, apparently, um, they're a duo. They've worked. We,
0: we see that a lot. Yeah, they've worked together a few times, so. Yeah,
1: um, and of course, it's based on the amazing book by Neil Gaiman, who's known for books like Stardust and Coraline and Good Omens, mm. Um. This movie stars Ian McKellen as the narrator. So we got Gandalf <laughs> as the narrator. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> young, Tr- young Dunstan Thorne, I just want to point out, is played by Ben Barnes, even though he only has like five seconds. Um, <clears throat> Charlie Clock Charlie Cox plays Tristan Thorne. He's best known for being in Casanova. Okay. Um, he's also been in... Oh, I forgot. He was he was Matt Murdock in Daredevil?
0: Yeah, he was I watched that
1: show. He's also
0: God, I'm such a fucking He was also dick. in The Defenders. You yeah, know. I don't know why I say
1: the best thing he's known for is Casanova and that came out million years like ago 15 years ago yeah like <laughs> i completely forgot he was in daredevil i just lost it oh, sorry um sienna miller is also in this movie she was also in casanova um she's been in uh, gi joe Rise of cobra american sniper recently been on a tv miniseries called the loudest voice Uh, Henry Cavill is in this movie. He plays Humphrey. Henry Cavill, of course, is Superman and Geralt the Witcher. Um,
0: let's see. Claire Danes. Uh,
1: Peter O'Toole was in this movie as the king. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. What about
0: Claire Danes? Um, yeah, I'm getting there. Okay, I was just saying, like, jeez. Claire
1: Danes plays Evaine. She's been in Romeo and Juliet. And she's been in uh, My So-Called Life, The Hours, Homeland is really her big claim to fame. It's still going. I did not realize Homeland was still on TV. Um, Then we got some honorable mentions to some of the princes. Rupert Everett plays Secondus. We've talked about Rupert before on this podcast with St. Trinian's. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Mark Strong plays Septimus. Mark Strong... Has of course been in Sherlock Holmes, uh, Shazam.
0: So, um, isn't yeah, he the yeah. dude who played, uh, Lucius Malfoy? No, he played no. something else though. Like his face looks. Oh, he was in Kingsman too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And kick ass. Yeah. Oh my
1: god. Uh-huh. That's hilarious. Miss Petter Crew lives for a day. He was interested
0: in Isolde, Oliver Twist. Was uh, he in Lord of the Rings or something?
1: No. no. Okay. I don't know. I
0: don't know where I know him from.
1: Also, I got him confused. He was not he wasn't in the Sherlock Holmes movie. Yeah, he was. Did I miss it when I was looking for it?
0: Mark Strong? Yeah, he was uh Lord Henry Blackwood. Okay. Okay, So, oh, yeah. Okay. So he was, um,
1: yeah, he was the villain. That's right. I lost it. I couldn't find it. And I'm, I'm tired. Uh, (laughs) Oh, and last but certainly not least, the beautiful Michelle Pfeiffer is in this movie as well. What the? She's been in What Lies Beneath, One Fine Day, Age of Innocence, um, Hairspray, She's still acting. She was recently in Maleficent Mistress of Evil and Avengers Endgame and Ant-Man and the Wasp. I mean,
0: what a career. So, Breecy, uh, how what? did you miss Robert De Niro? I did miss Robert De Niro. Didn't yeah. I? And also Ricky Gervais, who is terrible, but still. Listen,
1: this is just proving how star-studded this cast was. Yeah. And Robert De Niro's character is one of my favorites in this whole movie. Yeah. I love Robert De Niro. And Ajalina and I have a theory, but we're going to bring that up later. Um, <laughs> so this movie has a 76% Rotten Tomatoes score and an 86% audience score. So it is certified fresh, and it definitely deserves it. Um. So, yeah, let's uh, let's start talking about this movie. Yeah,
0: so it starts off, right, <laughs> uh, about an English village. The name of it is Wall. And, you know, as you guessed it, close to the village, there is a stone wall that borders, like, another world. And there is a guard that prevents people from crossing that. Like, absolutely, you cannot cross that little hole in the thing, right? He is there.
1: Day and night, it
0: seems. Um, and it turns out that other side is a magical kingdom of uh, Stormhold. And this young man decides, you know, he's going to cross it. And he ends up tricking the uh, the guard. And uh, and and he goes over, right? So then over in, uh, you know, he walks a little bit. And he gets to, like, a marketplace that um, has some pretty bad graphics right um but at the market place he meets this woman who is uh by a carriage right and first he sees like this woman this older woman who's like i don't have time for you know like people like you right um but then he ends up you know talking to this other girl Uh, who's, you know, standing, like, by the stand, and he's like, yeah, I'll I'll buy something. So she ends up giving him a glass snowdrop in exchange for a kiss. And then they decide to, you know, go into the caravan and uh, have a little bit of fun. And she tells him that she's an enslaved princess. Um, And this is very important. Yes. Very important Mm -hmm. for later. Exactly.
1: Um... So, anyway, nine months pass, because he ends up going back over, you know, he had his little adventure, so he goes home. Nine months later, you get to knock on the door from the guard, and it's a baby. And uh, Una has written a note. Una is the name of the slave girl slash princess. She's written a note, um, you know, asking him to take care of her her boy, because she can't, unfortunately. She's not allowed to. Yeah, And... And uh then we fast forward eighteen oh, years. Oh, and she or names so. the
0: baby Tristan. Names the baby
1: Tristan. Yep. So we fast forward eighteen years. Tristan is a young shop boy. Um he's not very confident. He's desperately in love with a girl named Victoria. Victoria, of course, strings him along and <laughs> Like just caters to his affection because she's getting attention, but she has every intentions, uh, every intention of marrying a guy named Humphrey, who is richer, uh, more well traveled, um, more more well to do,
0: and, and also <clears throat> like much better looking. Okay,
1: yeah, Tristan at the beginning of this movie, he's
0: he's a kid he, he, he a nerd. That is a big that haircut. But like <laughs> that haircut, it, is was like the 90s, it was
1: like the nineties. It was like the nineties split. Like if you guys have ever seen Casper, right, and like the human version of
0: Casper, or like it was basically Leonardo- Nick Carter. Yeah, it was Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio in Titanic. Yeah. like but Except not
1: brown and
0: and cut shorter and kind of greasy.
1: Yeah, and I think I think that was the point. Like, he has no style. He has no grace. He has, like, nothing about him. He's just, like, this clumsy, uh, aimless shopkeeper boy who has, like, no idea what he wants to do with his future. So, except he is in love with Victoria. He ends up losing his job because Victoria cuts the line and then he walks her home with all the groceries. Um, but then, like, a week before her birthday, he takes her out to... Uh, to have a picnic with champagne and everything. And he basically uses all of his savings to impress her. And she's like, well, I've been told that Humphrey's going to propose to me on my birthday. You know, he's going all the way to Ipswich. <laughs> and then Charlie, like the not not Charlie, well, Charlie Cox, but as Tristan, like the simp he is. He's like, Victoria, for your
0: hand, I would I would cross oceans and climb mountains. I would go to the diamond fields (laughs) of California and bring back a diamond so big. Like, Mm. yeah, total simp. Um, And the other thing, too, is they see a falling star off in the distance, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, On the other side of the wall. Like, that's where it goes. Now, Mm -hmm. um, it does kind of go into... This other part, right? Where it's a dual
1: storyline. There's two major storylines happening in this movie. Yeah,
0: the first is
1: the story of <clears throat> of um, Tristan trying to get the star. Well, there's three storylines actually. The Tristan is trying to get the star in order to impress Victoria. Mm-hmm. Then we meet um, these princes who there used to be seven of. Okay, yeah. So but- the dying king of
0: <laughs> Stormhold he holds a ruby uh mm-hmm. and he, he like throws it into the sky decreeing that his success f- successor uh would be the first uh would be the, like the one t- to recover it and then mm-hmm. would need to restore it to being a ruby yes. right so yes. he and, and the thing is like um the he has four he has four of his sons right and then he's like, uh, yeah, one of you go over to the window. Secondus. He was very particular. Secondus,
1: uh, played by Rupert Effort. Why don't you go over to that window and tell me what you see? And Secondus is like, I see a kingdom. My kingdom? And the dad goes, perhaps. And then Septimus just walks the fuck over and just fucking shoves him out the window and he falls to his death. And this is where you meet the ghosts of the other princes who have died. Mm-hmm. One of them has been burned to death. One of them has
0: an axe in his head. (laughs) Like, they are all been horribly murdered. So, um, that gem ends up going off into space. It hits a star. And then that star falls out of the sky, landing in Stormhold. And then... The rem- This is where we
1: meet, the yeah. third storyline. And then
0: the remaining princes have to go and search for the stone. Right. Right. <clears throat> and then uh, it so happens that there are these
1: three witches and the witches survive on mortality and their power comes from stars and they have... It's been 400 years since the last time they were able to murder a star and get their heart. Because if they eat the heart, it gives them power and they live forever. Blah, 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 blah. So, um, they, they draw straws, essentially. They cut open an animal and then, like, dig for entrails. And then Michelle Pfeiffer's witch cheats. (laughs) But ends up winning. And then, like, you see the transformation. Y'all, when we watched this, I was like, damn, Michelle Pfeiffer looks fucking good in this mm. movie like mm. holy shit <laughs> like this woman at this point in time is like 45 um, kills it
0: honestly I think okay so that would have been 13 years ago uh, she'd mm-hmm. be o- almost 50 at the time yeah she'd be like 49 yeah, I said about 45 yeah
1: so like when I tell y'all my jaw dropped and I was like damn oh, yeah, a- like <laughs> She is beautiful. <laughs> and I say this is a straight woman. <laughs> like, it made me go, holy shit, she looks good. <laughs> um, But yeah, anyway, she, she is going to find the star and bring it back to her sisters. So here we have three different diverging timelines. Mm-hmm. Um, Tristan goes back to his house and he tells his father that, you know, he saw a star fall in the distance um, at first, he tries to cross the wall, but the old guard like beats the fuck out <laughs> of him because he's learned from Tristan's dad. Um, and so when he comes home, and he's like, "Yeah, the guard beat me up," and the dad's like, "He's 90, 98 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. That that old man beat the fuck out of oh him. Oh my god, didn't uh, he?" So anyway, yeah. So anyway, uh, Tristan's dad leads him up to the um the attic and shows him the letter and this um uh black candle and essentially what happens if you light the candle it's a babylon candle if you light it um and you think about where you want to go it basically transports you wherever so she uh he he lights the candle and at first he's thinking of his mother but then the idea of victoria and the star pops into his head So instead of going to his mother, he goes to where the star has fallen. And this is where we meet Evane, who is dealing with a twisted ankle. She's in human form. And she's got the big ruby around her neck, because that's what knocked her out of the sky. Yeah, And he lands on top of her and goes, Mother? (laughs) And she's like, do I look like your mother? (laughs) uh but then he's like oh well now i'm going to like use this magical chain and tie it to you and then you're going to be a birthday gift for victoria oh and she's like yes an enslaved
0: woman what better way to talk you know the most romantic gift ever like she is <laughs> sassy
1: <laughs> she's she, i like i like evane's character i appreciate the fact that evane is not a flat female character mm-hmm. i would actually dare to say that most of the female characters in this movie that have like some sort of presence are not flat i think una's una's pretty
0: flat but like otherwise like I, um, yeah, but even then like i don't think she's like she's flat compared to everybody else but like even then Mm -hmm. she does like a pretty decent job with you know
1: yeah like uh i i think lamia which is played by michelle pfeiffer like lamia has um like motivation she's not cartoonishly evil yeah she's fun uh evane has multiple layers to herself even victoria like even as someone who is supposed to be this vapid selfish person it does seem like she's, you know, just spoiled and maybe not, like, devious or evil. She's just spoiled. Yeah, but
0: she's not... And a- she
1: wants to continue to be spoiled. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but she's not, like... I mean... You know, uh, sh- she's a little bit more than just, you know, spoiled rich girl who's, you know, a bitch, too. Yeah, exactly. Because
1: she- there are parts of her that are nice. It's just that she is very spoiled. Mm-hmm. Like she's even willing to marry Tristan if he gets this for her. Like ultimately her main motivation is to be content and happy in her life uh with a rich husband and she's in a little small town. I don't blame her. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. Um so anyway, uh Tristan and Evane set off uh but he's like, "You know, they're walking along." He's like, "You know, you you could typically see like the north star even during the day and then he turns around and he goes oh wait was that you and she she just looks like she wants to fucking murder him (laughs) (laughs) and then she and then she sits down and he's like what are you doing we agreed the next village she's like it's midday i never stay up this late (laughs) because you know she's a star so she's up at night yeah and he's like, "Well, well, fine. I'm gonna chain you to this tree and go and try and find us something to eat." So while he's doing that, we see um, we we flash back to Septimus um, and his two brothers, and they are in a church, uh, I guess. And wine gets passed around, and then what ends up happening is the brother Tertius Turch- Tertius ends up dying. Um, from Poison, and so does the Bishop. So it just leaves Primus and Septimus alive. (laughs) And and then Primus is like, you killed the Bishop. And then Septimus is like, well, if you want to get technical, you killed the Bishop because you didn't drink from the right cup. So... (laughs) Septimus is my favorite villain character. Like he's so deliciously
0: evil. Yeah, he like does it in such an amazing way where it's, it's like so you. Charismatic. Yeah, you're like, you're, you're like yeah, go. Like I want you to, I kind, I want you to win. I kind of want you to win. Like even though you're bad. It gives me like Disney, Disney villain
1: vibes, you know, like some movies and especially with Disney villains, like kind of you kind of part of you wants to root for their success even though they're terrible. Like he's got that same charisma. Like there's even this scene later on where um, he's taking the word of a soothsayer and there's this scene where the soothsayer is tossing up the runes and he's like, is my favorite color blue? (laughs) Are you? And and (laughs) it. And then, are you working for my brother? And he is. And so, like the man just goes out and shanks oh,
0: indiscriminately. Oh yeah, he he don't give a <laughs> fuck. Um yeah, so that's the thing. Like all the acting this, uh, this movie and like how it was written, because there is all of these co hit yeah like all of these co hit like um like stories like they intertwine so beautifully. Where like you, you're not confused, which tends to happen right. sometimes when you get like a bad writer, uh, like mm-hmm. putting you know, like a Winter's Tale. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> I, no, like right. if you got a good There's writer clarity. for that, you could have like I'm sure that they could have you know, fixed it or like made that you know a decent mm-hmm. movie, right? Um, yeah. But anyways, so there, um. The prince, uh, well, Tristan ends up going
1: back to where Evaine was, but Evaine has been helped by unicorns. Yes. And she ends up stopping where Lamia has put up a trap. She's turned a billy goat into a man, and then, like, turned the, the kid that was taking care of the goat into a girl as her daughter.
0: Oh, okay, so here's the other thing, too, right? Like, initially, she had gone and, um, like turned this like this guy into a goat and then took the goat and like that moment where um she is on that like little carriage with those goats like pulling her around i she looked majestic like she just <laughs> yes. looked so good what a fucking boss i know i was like i was like man i don't Listen, want you to I win aspire. but i aspire yeah <laughs> and that's the thing I really
1: like when uh, villain characters have dimension to them, and they're not just straight, like, cartoonishly evil. Like, Ella fucking Enchanted, where Edgar is just, like, obnoxiously evil. I like, I like a good villain that has a motivation and can show, you know like um a different range of emotions beyond hee hee he, hee hee I'm tapping my fingers together and twirling my moustache, you know <laughs> <Very> like <nice. laughs> um, Yeah, I thought so. Um so anyway, Lamia has the has the inn set up and Evayne comes in with a bad leg, like still and so Lamia's job is to butter her up. You know, yeah. get her, get her glowing, getting, get her shining, and she's almost managed to do it. But at this point, Tristan has found that Yvain is missing, and then he ends up like being woke up by the stars saying, "You have to help our sister, or she's gonna die." And so he ends up getting on this coach with Primus, the prince, and they get to the inn, and Primus um, knocks on the door. Well, of course, this puts a wrench in Lamia's plans because she's wanting to murder Yvain. And he basically helps himself to the bath. And then Yvain comes downstairs and he's talking about how big
0: his dick is. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, she is standing there and he's just like, yeah, I got like a... (laughs) The biggest in all of stronghold." Taps water and like flicks the water, and she's just like, "I need to leave fucking now." What the fuck? Um, oh my god! Every girl
1: has been in that situation. Maybe not specifically that situation, like you know, obviously. Oh, and the other thing to too, you and you're not a star, but you know, the,
0: the guy who's playing the goat, uh played uh, Arthur Weasley in Harry Potter. right <laughs> He has no speaking lines, no no speaking lines whatsoever, but he does a great job at being a goat.
1: Um, and then it's like it's like Alan Tudyk playing uh, playing
0: Hey Hey in Moana. Yeah. <laughs> um. And and then the guy who played Bernard wasn't he also in Harry Potter? I
1: think he was. I think he was Bill. Actually,
0: Bill or Char- Not that
1: I'm Bill or Charlie. I think he was Bill or Charlie. Yeah. I think you're right.
0: Holy shit. But um. Hold on. No, I have to go check. <laughs> but then they have him like turn into a girl and there's a part where like um she she just kind of like looks down at herself and like pokes at her tits and it's like yeah fair (laughs) i mean to be fair if
1: i were um no they weren't in harry potter surprisingly what nope not in harry potter Oh wow okay shocking um but yeah if i were a dude i would totally like touch a dick like i I don't know you know (laughs) like what would that feel like i feel like you would be kind of like if that's not the body you were born with yeah you know you you would touch and explore you know it i'm just saying um anyway what ends up happening is (laughs) lamia just like fucking get so sick of it and so she ends up slitting primus's throat while he's naked in the tub um and now he's naked for the rest of his life or until the new king ghost life um but tristan is in the barn and starts to drink this wine that bernard bernard as uh the woman had brought him but the problem is, is it's poisoned, and the the horses and the like the the unicorn the, uh, the unicorn ends up saving him. So he comes in right after Lamia has sliced Primus's throat and sees. Evane like being cornered by this witch and she's going you know I would have much preferred your heart like your heart glowing but I guess we'll just have to settle for this and he he comes in and he rescues her and then he has the other half of the Babylon candle and instead of saying close your eyes and think of my home he says close your eyes and think of home so when the Babylon candle lights up they end up landing on a fucking cloud
0: (laughs) yeah, in the middle of a fucking lightning storm Mm -hmm. and she's like what the hell and he's like well you were supposed to think of home and she's like well of my home or like of your home no I was thinking of my home right so they're like in the middle of this cloud just chilling out um but th- chilling. They were screaming at yeah, each other. And then a nut
1: falls on their asses <laughs> and they get scooped up by Captain Shakespeare's crew and they are lightning thieves on a um Is it a dirigible? Uh, like a flying ship, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well it's it's powered by like whatever I think it's called a dirigible. I think.
0: I don't know. It's steam. Yeah, like a, it, it's it, yeah, it's a dirigible. It's like a blimp. Yeah. yeah but Like a airship. steampunk airship. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. So they're like, oh, are they are they like wardens? Are they like lightning wardens? Because they're poaching the lightning. Haha. <laughs> Very funny. Anyway, um, Shakespeare has them dragged into the brig. And then uh, the next morning he goes down and he's talking to them and he's putting on a show. A very toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then pretends to yeet Tristan out of the window. But then it turns out Tristan's perfectly fine. So is Evane. And he sets the, he sets them down and he's like, okay, so I'm sorry about that. You know, I got to keep my brutal reputation. Anyway, why don't you sit down for tea with me and let's talk about England. It's been so long since I've been to England. And this is where Aisling and I decide, based on how much he ends up, like, teaching them and sharing with them, he's a drag mom.
0: Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> he is a drag mama. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Well, cause, and also, the other thing, well, he too, does, like, that characterization, I am 100% that he got that from, like, or got inspiration from uh, Nathan Lane from... Oh, a hundred. Uh, it we did it does movie. give
1: me Albert vibes. Sorry? <laughs> From the birdcage. Oh, yeah. It does give me Albert vibes.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, but like a mix, uh, the a mix of those two characters, like together. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what he was yeah. giving me. Um, So it is, it's a little bit stereotypical, but like in a way that's not, I don't dislike it you know what i mean like he's very charming right he's a charming character and i'm not like i'm not like oh wow this is like super stereotypical of uh like
1: the only the only criticism i would have is i wish they'd used an actual drag queen Mm, yeah i feel like but then again um from what i've read they they were having a hard time getting the production company to sign on Especially because they wanted Charlie Cox as uh, Tristan, and he wasn't a huge name at the time, so they had to put big names in the movie. Yeah, they had to in order to get the movie filmed. So, Mm. so we had to cut the loss. But I think Robert De Niro does a good job of not straying too offensive. Yeah,
0: you know what? Like like, when it came down to it, I think that he did a pretty good job. With the characterization, and I think it was something that he's definitely not used to doing. Like that's not,
1: yeah, a character. He's got some serious comedic chops too. Oh yeah, like, oh yeah, he definitely it does. worked. Um, but one of the things he ends up doing is he teaches Tristan how to fence. He teaches uh, teaches them both how to dance. He teaches Evaine piano. He um, ends up giving Tristan an entire makeover. And y'all, when I say when they when they put long hair on Charlie mm-hmm. Charlie Cox, mm-hmm. my entire opinion of him changed. He was no longer not cute. He was hot oh yeah that hair did things oh yeah it just
0: made it so much better well that's the thing at first i was like man this guy really this is the fucking guy right this but is then the fucking guy yeah this is the fucking guy um i don't know what okay new yorker i don't know what that fucks. i anyways Maybe. but like i don't know what that um what that hair did but like also i think it was the coat too it was like
1: Oh, yeah, getting the white
0: coat. Oh, yeah. It was like a rogue the white with the pirate-y broom. sort of thing. And I, I was here for it. I was like, yes. I was thirsting.
1: Mm-hmm. I was, I'm was i a thirsty girl for Charlie Cox and that outfit in particular. Yeah, <laughs> like, that one only. <laughs> um, it's kind of like uh, with the same hue and like... Young Jamie Frazier. Yes. absolutely. fucking lootly, Everything else, n- not really. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes it really is an outfit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, while they are learning all of this stuff, you see Septimus is trying to, like, get ahead. He ends up finding Bernard. or And Bernard's like, yeah, man, the girl had it. And so now Septimus is on the hunt for Evane because Evane has the ruby. And Lemia is having a hard time trying to find them because, of course, they're in the air. There is this scene where they end up meeting Rick, Ricky Gervais' character to sell lightning, and <laughs> one of my favorite lines in the whole movie is, "You know, I can get you, a, um, I can get you a two-headed dog. I can watch the back door and the front door at the same time." <laughs>
0: I feel like Ricky like, Gervais Rick, was just playing Ricky
1: Gervais. Like literally, all of his all of his lines were ad libbed. So yes, he was playing Ricky Gervais. Oh my god. Um, so what ends up happening is Septimus ends up finding him after the visit, and Septimus, um, well, Lemia finds him first, and then curses him. Where because he was talking so fucking much, and I was with her on this, honestly. He was talking so much he was annoying, so she turned his talking into that of a monkey. Oh, no, it was a parrot. Okay. I thought it was a monkey. Oh. Well, I'm
0: sorry. It's
1: okay. Whatever. Anyway, it's an animal, it's not human. So when Septimus comes around to ask him questions he can't answer, so Septimus is just like, you know what? Fuck it.
0: Knife. Oh yeah, he is like. <laughs> you
1: know what? Fuck
0: it. Yeah, <laughs> like- I'm gonna I'm gonna kill. Um, so then, like during this time period, right when they're on uh, Captain Shakespeare's ship, um, Tristan and uh, Yvain end up falling in love. Falling in love. Um, because of course they do, right?
1: It's, it's a, it's basically. A modern version of a fairy tale. It's gonna have,
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. So they end up, um, like leaving the ship, like uh, after three or something day. Like it's a couple of days, right? Mm-hmm. Um, three or four days. Yeah. Yeah, and they end up, um, going to the marketplace just before wall, and then they spend the night together in an inn. In the mic mm-hmm. in the marketplace.
1: And that's well, their love. The only thing that the, the only yeah, the only thing that gets glossed over is he gets turned into a mouse by a witch who gives him passage oh, and yeah. it's a witch who can't see Evaine. Um she's not important. She ends up dying, but like while they're on the way into the town, well, it's Evane the witch is talking that, to
0: Tristan. Well it's the witch that um that uh turned his mother into or like a slave yeah it is has enslaved his mother now his mother is um still a bird a bird yeah so she's not there um so that's the part where um evane ends up confessing to him while he's a mouse and then he sees it later uh or like he remembers it later and she gets really embarrassed
1: Oh my god, it was so fucking cute! This scene is so adorable! Like, he he comes into the room and she's getting a bath. And he's like, oh fine, fine, you know, I'm not looking. And then she comes out of the bath and she's just dressed in a towel and everything. And then she says something and he ends up, he's like, you know, like, um oh, it's because you're in love with me. And then she gets so embarrassed. She starts, she's like, oh my God, you fucking heard me. And he's like, no, 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 it's okay. And then he's like, I love you too. And then they kiss and then they make love. And then that pervy ghost is like, you guys
0: should come see this.
1: (laughs) It was so fucking gross. Um, But yeah, so the next morning, it's uh, Victoria's birthday. So he cuts a piece of hair off of Yvain Um, wraps it in, uh, in a, in a handkerchief, goes down and says, like, hey, tell my friend I'll be back soon. Um, you know, tell my friend that I, I've found the love of my life. Um, and, you know, so he goes off to, to find her. Yeah. So he gets to, he gets to Victoria's house and he is, of course, very dapper now, very changed. Yeah. And she's like, oh, wow, I'm fucking impressed. Like, holy shit, dude, you're actually hot. Whew. Uh, so he, he, um, he, she ends up like, oh, I don't really want the star. I want you. And he's like, nah, you want to grow up and get over yourself. And she drops to the fucking ground just as Humphrey walks around the corner. And Humphrey draws his uh, his dagger out of his cane and fucking... Fucking Tristan draws his sword, and it's literally
0: a dick measuring contest. Oh, yeah. Uh, there is a moment though that, like, Henry Cavill, um, like, does that or something, or does that, hmm, or whatever. And uh-huh. I was just like, oh, it's Gerald. <laughs> and see, like, this was
1: him. Like, he, 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 the only thing he had done really at this point was Count of Monte Cristo and the Tudors. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I already knew who he was because I was watching the Tudors at the time. Well, that's a, like, and I, I think,
0: like, I think he was like only maybe 24 at the time. Like 24, I mean, 25. Is, like, because he's 30. He's relatively,
1: yeah, he is relatively young. Yeah.
0: Well, he's only 37.
1: Yeah, and this was thirteen years 13 ago. Thirteen years ago. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. He was he was a baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. My God, he was younger than me in this movie. Well,
0: that's the thing. Uh, he was only I think he was only nineteen in uh, *Count of Monte Cristo*. Yeah, because he plays the son character who's
1: supposed to be eighteen or nineteen.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. So yeah, what ends up
1: happening is Tristan. Um, you know, gives the handkerchief to, um, what's her face, Victoria. And when she opens it, it, she's like, well, what am I going to do with all this? It's just stardust. Roll credits. (laughs) Um, anyway, he realizes that if Evane crosses the wall, she's dead. So he runs back to the wall. What's going on now is Evane is heading to the wall, ends up being intercepted by, uh, Dirtwater Sal and Lamia. Dirtwater Sal ends up being murdered. And then Lamia ends up enslaving Una and taking uh, taking Evane prisoner. So the guard sees all of this and he's like, you know what? I fucking quit. Here I was thinking I was protecting us like you guys. But really, it's the other side of the wall I got to worry about. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, I, I fucking quit. So um, Tristan ends up running after uh, them, meets up with Septimus outside of where the witches are, and then, like, <laughs> he and Septimus nearly kill each other, but don't. They decide to, like, be... T- to work together. Technical... Yeah, technical allies, at least in the moment, right? Mm-hmm. And so Septimus breaks in, and Una ends up announcing herself to Tristan as his mother, while Septimus... Uh, kills one of the witches and then there's this like clay doll scene and you see his arm shatter and you see his leg go in the opposite direction of what it's supposed to and
0: i don't do body horror this hurt me oh my god it was really gross and then she takes the like doll and then she and drops it in water yeah and then he like lifts up into the air like he's wet and then he like drowns
1: while not being in water it's a cool fucking shot oh yeah too.
0: it's really oh cool. it's so cool
1: <laughs> it's i was like you know that two-headed elephant at the beginning of the movie i know where they put the budget and they put the budget in this final scene yeah. because like the this... the imagery was awesome
0: well this whole scene is like really cool like everything um like those knives those glass knives oh the aesthetic yeah like those were gorgeous um so he he's dead he you know joins his brothers right um and now and now they're all seven
1: of them are dead and they're like well what are we supposed to do and then one of them says well I guess we all
0: have to just learn to live with each other forever (laughs) Um, so when that happens, it's, uh, it's Lamia who has to fight Tristan off. Right. And, uh, now she has like become a little bit, uh, decrupled from, you know, uh, like the aging thing, uh, wearing off. Right. So she is, Uh but she's still powerful and like. They fight um, for a bit, but then she says, she's like, what life is this? You know, my my sisters well, are my down, sisters. My, you know, like she's about to finish him off. And then she, like, appears to have like this breakdown or whatever. Right. Uh huh. And then lets them go, quote unquote. Yeah. But
1: then when they get all the way down the fucking stairs,
0: <laughs> she locks all of the doors and shit well cuz and then yeah cuz she wanted to um get uh it's ev- heart to glow yeah exactly right so um yeah so she locks all the doors she starts breaking all of the glass like it is oh Oh, it's intense yeah
1: but then they get to where there's no more glass and then evane says hold on to me and close your eyes and she he's like why what are we doing and she's like what do stars do best they shine and she shines so fucking bright that it that she murders lamia oh yeah
0: lamia bursts like she She explodes explodes. (laughs) oh to be honest,
1: like, I, I we kind of glossed over it, but my favorite part of this entire fucking scene is the choreography in the sword fight. Oh, yeah, yeah. Between, between dead Septimus and Tristan when, um, when Lamia oh, is controlling yeah. the clay figure. Holy shit, you guys, like... If you want to see one of the most impressive sword fight scenes, I think that one is, like, a top for me. It's so good. It was
0: really good. The choreography was amazing. Yeah. Because, like, he looks like he's being controlled. Like, it was really, really cool. Um, Yeah. This whole scene, like I said, like, it is one of those, like, um, like, what's the word? Like your finger finger biting, impressive, yeah, it's impressive. Tense. It's, um, it, it's thrilling. It's like like you were on the edge of your seat, waiting for you know the next part. Like, is he gonna win? Like you know what's gonna happen, but still you're like, how's this gonna happen, right? And, yeah. And the way it like all you know is put together is just, it's beautiful. Like Chef's Kiss, ma. Yes, beautiful.
1: Uh, So, what ends up happening is, at the end of the movie, um, it turns out that Tristan is the last male heir of Stormhold, because Stormhold is a patriarchy. Yeah. So, Una's son is now king, which that seems like it would be very, very, uh, (laughs) that'd be rough, man. Um, But he and his, he and Evang get married. Victoria and her new husband, Humphrey, end up at the wedding, but then Humphrey kind of gives a wink and nod um, to... To captain shakespeare so apparently humphrey is at the very least bisexual but likely gay and then the movie ends with them with the people saying you know the the narrator going well what ends up happening is they live until their children are grown and their grandchildren are grown and then they end up like floating away into the sky well because uh, on, what... on a bla- black black uh, babylon candle Mm -hmm.
0: yeah so they ruled for uh, 80 years and then they used Mm -hmm. the babylon candle to ascend to the sky and the two of them live as stars forever which is just really sweet he's the second star
1: to the right you guys if you've ever seen peter pan you you know the rhyme the second star to the right straight on till morning he's the second star to the right and she's the north star it's so good
0: it was so sweet
1: I love this movie so much. <laughs> um as far as uh trivia <sighs> I didn't really look at any. Um and we're getting down to the wire on how long we've been recording this one. Oh yeah, I mean Um <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. Oh, okay, like, so
0: apparently off. Robert De Niro accepted the role due to his regret of turning down the row of um, Barboza uh, in Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. I didn't know he had even, like, almost got that part. Yep, he turned <laughs> it Holy down. Holy
1: shit. Um, Terry Gillum was actually offered the directing job. He had just finished the Brothers Grimm, uh, though, so he didn't want to do it. Uh, <laughs> Charlie Cox actually ended up getting a fucking concussion from that huge solid base knock, like knocking in him, and ended up knocking him out. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, the lead character's name was shortened because the books Tristran with an R between the T and A to Tristan became Tristran was hard to pronounce quickly. However, there is one time where it is said Tristran instead of Tristan, which is the scene during which Tristan remarks that veins sometimes glows when he suggests jokingly that the things stars do best is annoy boys called Tristran thorn <laughs> <laughs> Um, Ben Barnes was actually the preferred choice uh for Tristan over Charlie Cox. Uh, because he was considered more attractive, but Matthew Vaughn intentionally cast then unknown Cox over big name actors like Orlando Bloom because he wanted an actor who could play a dork and easily transition into a suave, handsome gentleman. And I, good call, yeah. good fucking call.
0: Honestly, yeah,
1: good fucking call.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And like Neil Gaiman and Matthew Vaughn are friends, which is why I think this movie is so successful. Like the changes between it and the and the book are pretty minor. The story is very much the same. The feel of it is very much the same. Because Neil Gaiman has a very peculiar sense of humor, right? Mm -hmm. He has a very offbeat brand of humor. And it works so well here. It really does. Yeah. (laughs) Like, the seven princes killing each other to become king is funny, even though it's supposed to be dark and horrible.
0: It's fucking hilarious. So you know who was offered this role? Originally, Who? Sarah Michelle Geller was originally offered the role of Evane, uh, but turned Oof. it down to spend more time with her husband. Thank God. Yeah, because I don't think... Oh my God,
1: Anne Hathaway was a choice. Oh, really? And so was Scarlett Johansson and Jessica Alba. I'm so glad they went with uh, Claire Danes. Me too. I think... I I think that's... Like, this, this casting is fucking perfect. Affection. I would not change a single person no. in this film. No. Not a single one. It's, it's, it's just like all the right things together, you know? Um, uh, now I think, I think we're good to do tests. Yeah. So, uh, Bechdel test. Two named female characters on screen alone talking about something other than a man. This happens quite a few times, especially with the witches. Mm-hmm. So it's a pass. Then you have the racial Bechdel test. Um, unfortunately, there are no people of color in this movie, really. Yeah. So that's the downside. Uh, so no, doesn't pass the racial Bechdel test. Um, Macklemore test. Do you have a female character whose story arc isn't about pushing a male narrative forward? I would say L- uh, Lamia's character is about <laughs> her own needs and desires and wants. Like she could give two fucks about Tristan. Yeah. So. Um, definitely a pass there. Again, there's no people of color, so it doesn't pass the Duvernay test. Uh, then you have the sexy lamp test. Can you get rid of one of the characters, one of the female characters, and replace her with a sexy lamp? Uh... No, I think I think Una is very important. I mean, obviously she's Tristan's mom. She's the reason we find out that Tristan is a prince.
0: Yeah. Um I I think actually Dirtwater, all of the female characters except maybe Bernard as a woman.
1: But But I wouldn't count that. But also cuz he doesn't identify as a woman. Yeah,
0: there's that. In that
1: he's just transformed as one. Mhm. Um like Dirtwater Sal is vital to the plot because of, you know, like, she's the one that ends up transporting Evane. Like, you can't get rid of her. You can't get rid of Una. You can't get rid of Lamia. I mean, I guess technically you could get rid of one of Lamia's sisters.
0: Yeah. Um, but- I guess the only thing... Oh, I forgot to mention, like, the um, the glass flower, like, from earlier, the only reason why he uh-huh. got changed was because he gave the glass flower back to, um, to that witch. Yeah. But, anyways. Yeah. Um, So,
1: doesn't pass... I, I will say, doesn't pass the sex because you could get rid of one of the sisters.
0: Uh, I mean... Um, I mean, sure, okay, but...
1: But, like, it's a technical one. It doesn't really... That's one that doesn't really matter on the face of things. Yeah. Um, And then we have the LGBTQA... Uh, not the... The Vito Russo test, which is, do you have a character who's LGBTQA plus in the film who's... Um, Character arc is more than just being themselves, like, uh, you know, their sexuality or their gender. I think that um, it's fair to say that Robert De Niro's character, Captain Shakespeare, is kind of a a stereotype, but at the same time not. Yeah. Like, they, they play into the stereotype a little bit, but... Not to the point where it's overdone. And he still is his own character with his own motivations and his own backstory. And
0: I think that it passes. Really? Mm, Yeah, okay. I mean, it's that's the thing. It never, like, specifically says that he is. Well, he's
1: obviously doing drag at the very least. Yeah.
0: So he's not, like... 100%
1: straight Mm -hmm. I guess you know um and it's 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 pretty uh pretty heavily implied that he he is gay or bisexual
0: at least so at least yeah at the
1: very at least bisexual so I'm gonna say that it passes okay um even though it's not explicitly stated um now do you have characters in this film who are not able-bodied or who are neurodivergent do they matter to the plot are they more than just their disability (sighs) um i would say no no No, this one doesn't this one uh this one is not a go so that being said though um the next question we have to ask is is this movie feminist and no. No, I don't think it is. It's no real female empowerment or anything like that. There's no like
0: I um, I would say that the witch like um is a feminist character, but like it's not specifically feminist. You know what I mean? Right. Only-
1: I think there are feminist elements and there are definitely like um elements that uh, really add to a more progressive way of thinking, but ultimately, it's not a feminist film. It's not trying to like break barriers or anything. It's it's, it's telling a romance a story. fairy tale.
0: Well, it's, <laughs> it's not uh, that deep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um But most important uh part is the movie good though. Oh fuck
1: yes! Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, we've watched so much trash recently that like this is a blessing. <laughs> this movie was a nice little break also the other (laughs) thing between the serious and the trash
0: also the other thing that I missed and I hope you didn't read this but apparently uh, Michelle Pfeiffer was Matthew Vaughn's like first choice for the role of witch uh, witch queen he's been a diehard fan since seeing her in Grease 2 oh my god I love it Yeah, (laughs) that's great That's great. All right. Anyways, we missed it. We didn't see that. I I didn't see it until like after we were done trivia and I was like, Oh, that's a good piece of trivia though. Mm, But yeah, fair enough. Anyways, Um, I'm good. So yeah.
1: Yeah. uh, That's it for this film. Um, Thank you for listening to us Uh, again. um, We're going to make this announcement now until we end the podcast, uh, at least in this form. Um, Starting in January, we're going to be doing on stream every other week, two movies. Uh, we are no longer going to be uploading episodes to Spotify uh, and iTunes and stuff like that. So if you want to continue listening to us, please follow us at twitch.tv slash feminist critique. Um, you can also follow our Twitter, which
0: is at feminist pod. And I am on Twitter at South of Grace. And I am also at Twitter As Aislenes, A-I-S-L-E-N-E-S. And if you do check us out on uh, Twitch, you can uh, follow us and then also subscribe. We've got some pretty awesome emotes and um, send biddies and, you know, things like that. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.